Welcome to Let's Talk. Today, I want to encourage you guys, saints and children of God, to stay focused. Remain steadfast. And to every watchman, stay on the wall. We have entered into the season that we have to be watchful so that we are able to sound the alarm. I want to encourage you to worship right where you are. And when I say right where you are, I'm not necessarily talking about right where you stand at now, which that is good. But I'm saying right in the mix of whatever you may be experiencing to raise your hand up and worship God. He's so worthy to be praised. Have you ever just said and thought about your life before Christ? I'm talking about your your BC moments and who you are today. How he protected you, how he kept you, how he provided for you. And even when you was wrong, he still the vengeance still was healed when those who wrong you. So God, if we don't even praise him for what he's going to do, we can already praise him for what he's already done. Amen. But I want to encourage you guys because we we see what's going on so in the media. In the media and um, what we're going on just pretty much outside our doors. And we see um, the enemy is being busy. Some people have asked questions um, about this coronavirus. Um, Is that something that God did or if not, did he allow it? Um, I really haven't spoken that much on it because God haven't released it to me exactly why. Um, But I know that there is a fight that's going on in the spirit realm and this fight is after to take our focus and to fill us with fear because if we're in fear we won't have faith that what we are about to experience that God will bring us out of it so we have to stay focused I'm not for sure you know Everything, you know, you hear people talk about like this virus is something that was uh, man-made. You hear it come from a bat or all kind of uh, animal or they was, they been new about it. I don't know all that. So I really can't speak on it um, because if I, if I do, it's just an opinion. It's not necessary facts because I don't know. But we do know that this virus is sweeping across the world and it is killing people. Um and especially our um, elderly people are people who have had pre-existing illnesses. So we know that this virus is real. It saddens me because on yesterday was my first day seeing someone uh, actually being connected to a ventilator and um, being trying to breathe from this virus. And my heart hurt because it is it's it's sad. 
And me, my personal, and I want to just be totally honest because I haven't always been um, mature in Christ. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I have um, asked my father, like, why? Why is this happening? Why Why are you allowing this to happen? And it's almost like I'm throwing a tantrum. And instead of just trusting God, but we have to trust him because we remember, even though he allowed us to see in parts, he see from the end to the beginning. So we have to trust him to know that he is on top of it. But this was something that one day I went into work and we talked about it and we kind of made little jokes about people coughing and not taking it to where the seriousness that it is. And so I never felt a, a fret from it because I always I, I already knew that God is on it. But then the media have a way of um displaying things to make us um whether they're trying or they mean it meant it to help us to be aware and to be uh, take the necessary precautions or if they're just trying to put us in fear either way a lot of people have gotten in fear they have fear now because you know they're scared and that fear promoted um, panic and so people went out they bought busloads of toilet paper and water and you name it and so, um, and from that, the people that was taking precautions, they are people who are washing their hands. And currently we're on lockdown. Uh, we're not supposed to be out um, unless we are picking up medications or going to a central job or um, things that we have to do, not just to go visit, not just to hang out, but the essential things in life that we would have to do. Uh, But there are a lot of people who are not taking heed to it. Um, Even as I'm sitting here now, I see like a lot of cars are on the road. Uh, I I just can't believe that these cars are all going to get, um, going to work. And definitely not all of them going to get medication. Like it's like very busy. So I'm not for sure how serious serious people are taking this. Um, but I like what President Trump said when he called this virus the invisible enemy. And when he said that, instantly I thought about Satan. Um, a lot of us don't believe that Satan really exists. And I will be the first person to say that I didn't. Um, Not because I didn't know what he was, but I lived my life as if he didn't exist. And because I didn't see him, we don't see him in his actual form. We see him in the ways that he used things in the earth, but we don't see his face. So 
we have a tendency to look at things naturally instead of spiritually. We um, scientifically, we rather being able to touch something means that it's more real than something that you cannot see, which always bothered me even as a child, because I was like, you know, the wind is something you can't see, but you definitely can feel it. But, you know, um, people have a different uh, opinion about that. But the visible enemy, this coronavirus, is the same as Satan. You don't see him, but he's definitely causing havoc. Um, he's definitely causing uh, things in this in the earth realm. And whether we try to pretend that it's not, he's not there, and we just go about our ways and 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 live life as if he's not there it would not stop him from doing what he's going to do and it's the same way with this coronavirus i mean even if you don't see it and you may think that oh it would never happen to me or anybody i love so i'm just going to go to the stores i'm just going to still live my life i'm not in fear i'm not scared of that because i even noticed like a lot of people which was showing up in miami and still there for spring break you know to um to have spring break and have fun not taking the seriousness of this uh, virus and that's what the enemy want us to do he want us to not see him he want us to believe that we are invincible or it can't happen to us. So, and that disturbed me a lot because I'm like, even if you don't get, if you do get the virus and it do not cause you to die, those that you may come in contact with, with like, why would anybody want to be um, a reason, a reason why somebody else died? From just being, I'm just going to say it's stupid. Partying is not worth somebody dying over. Okay. But um, it's just a lot of stuff that has been going on. And I was even thinking about on yesterday in Shreveport, I seen a video on Facebook of this huge fight that was taking place in this apartment complex. And... There were so many people. I know they had to be at least by 80 people outside against the fact that the governor um, declared a lock-in, meaning we're not supposed to leave our homes to go anywhere. Uh, we do not supposed to be in groups of more than 10. And if you are in a group of six, you have what they call a social distancing. So you're supposed to be six feet I think it's six feet apart from the person that's in front of you and behind you of course they totally disregarded it and um they was all out and it was so sad I didn't watch the whole entire video because stuff like that just ooh, it just burns me because first of all it was our black people out there carrying on like this and Something and during a time that we should be, you know, seeking God for strategies and answers and instructions, we're out um, watching a fight or fighting or instigating or, you know, whatever. And these were not just children. And that's another sad, sad part, because as children, adults are the ones that 
can kind of keep children in in line or teach them things to pass on knowledge and but they was out doing the same thing as they were jumping around and shouting and cursing and just nobody wanted to get in the mix of it and stop it and which I know is kind of scary in a time like you know because I didn't let me tell you and when I was in high school you seen a fight you may try to look and see who won because that was years ago Today, when somebody started fighting, I did not know people still run to fights to watch them. When people, most of, most of the time, somebody can pull out a gun and start shooting. So if I'm somewhere and somebody started fighting, I'm gone. I'm, I'm getting in my car. If I'm drove there, if, I, if I'm walking distant from somewhere, I'm walking away, running away, whatever. I'm not going to stand around and watch somebody fight because we are in a time that people will pull a gun out and begin to shoot. And we all know that bullets has no name on them so where these people i'm watching them they out and they they're jumping around some of them holding their babies and stuff like these children expect these babies expect the people their parents and are they older siblings or grandmothers or whoever to protect them but yet they're standing around this fight so and during a time that the enemy is behind the scene he brought all them together. And I wouldn't doubt what all came from that situation. But he's behind the scene laughing at us all. Okay. Take this serious. Take this coronavirus serious. I don't care if you're young and you get it and you survive it. If you take it and you give it to your grandmother or somebody else's grandmother and they die from it, all because you didn't do what you should be done, that's just evil. And someone can call it what they want. Some some people may not agree with me, but I just believe in saying it like I see it. And it's evil. Take this thing serious. Know that the enemy, and even in the Bible says that you have to know your adversary. You have to know what's behind this virus. You have to know what's behind it. And regardless if you be affected by it, whether it's someone you know or you or your family member, someone um, contract this virus, still do the right thing. Do the right thing, guys. Because... We can see this thing just in the natural, but we know that we don't even fight. We're not even really supposed to fight like they're not natural. We're supposed to fight in the spirit realm, fight spiritually through prayer, you know, fasting, you know, that's reading the word of God. So we cannot just look at this thing as just something natural. In the natural eye, we have to look at this thing spiritual. We have to know that there's something behind the scene is going on. And what we see is only a tip of the iceberg. Now, I've heard many people speculate like, you know, this uh, is a germ war. A germ, I can't remember exactly what, what was said. But I've heard different people say different things about what kind of, um, what this is. This the whole coronavirus about, you know. I don't care where it started from at this point in time. It's here. 
and it's going to get worse because much as God love us, it's kind of like I always think about God love for us is 20 million times more than we could probably ever love our own children because with our loving our own children, if they do something to us bad enough, we may turn our back on them. Um, but I think about this, like with God, you know, he loves us so much, but he cannot um, sit back and allow things to continue going in the direction that it go- is going. He He has to, he has to correct us. He has to, some of us have to be taken to another level. Some of us have to be, you know, judged. It's, you know, it's a lot of things that he have to do. Not because he don't love us. Not because he wants to see us in turmoil. Not because he wants us to, you know, contact the coronavirus and die. He don't want this because if he wanted this to happen, he would have never sent his only son, Jesus, to us. He didn't. He he sent his son so that we can have life, so that we can experience uh, healing and deliverance, and that one day that we will be able to sit in heaven with him. But for some reason, um, we believe that God just automatically will allow uh, sin and allow things without repentance to to keep continually going and going and going and there's no repercussion from it i think about it as a parent sometime i just on today i had to tell my son that um he lied to me about something and the day before i asked him this question and that's the day he lied the first time he lied about it but my my spirit said i don't know if he's telling the truth like something was off to me so on today he came back and he was telling me that I asked him the question again and he he lied and I said look at me in my face because I knew he was lying at this moment. It was that it was you know. And so when I allowed him to get away with it that first time on yesterday cuz I knew he was lying but I I just I'm like okay let me maybe you know I, you know and then on today, I knew he was lying. It was not a shadow of a doubt he was lying. Well, there was a repercussion from lying. Because, and that's how God is. He will allow us to live in water in our midst for a while. But he loves us so much that he can't allow us to stay there. There's a repercussion to the things that we do. There's a consequence to the things that we do. Not because, even on today when I punished my son for lying, it wasn't that because I was doing it to be mean or to want him to suffer from something. I did it because it's a lesson to be learned because that down the road, a little lie can be a bigger lie or, or lying can lead to something else and lying can cause people not to even trust you. So it was a lesson to be learned all because I love him enough to know that what he done could, could cause him later hurt or cause him to be put in a situation that could cause him something, could cause him a job, cause him his freedom, anything. So I, as a mother, my love for him had to correct him. So I feel I, in my, when I think about God, that's the way I think about even living in the world before I came back into the fall and I confessed Christ. He knew the things that I was doing. And 
I knew the things I was doing. A lot of a lot of them wasn't right, but I justified them. I justified them because something my mom didn't do or something my daddy should have done or something that I um something that happened to me, my friend did or I didn't have a job or I didn't have the money. I justified a lot of things, but I was always very much aware of what I was doing was wrong. But yet God didn't, he didn't throw me away. He didn't just say, For, you know, what, well, forget you. Because you know that what you did was wrong. I'm not even going to worry about you no more. You know, you on your own. He still loved me enough to say, okay, now it's time. It's time for you to, some of this stuff you're doing is going to catch up with you. And it did. And it did. And a lot of times when things start to catch up with us that we've done to people in our past, we start thinking like it's the devil attacking us. No, it's just what you, what you, um, wheat is what you sow. You sow what you eat. So it came back. But even when God allowed it to come back and even there was consequences to those things, he still loved me. He still, he still protected me. He still kept me. He still, because there was a a greater, there was something in my life that was greater than where I was and all the sins. And that's for each and every one of us, because the Bible says that God created us before he put us in his parents, our mother womb. He created us with a plan. He had a plan for our lives when we, before we even came through the birth canal and entered into this earth, before we even knew our name, he had a plan for us. His plan was is greater than what we, not everybody, because some people still, some people already know what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing it. Some of us still like, you know, God, you created me, but what for? Some of us still trying to figure that thing out. But there is a plan. And that plan says that, you know, you, you, you lied. You've uh, done things that you shouldn't done. You say you believe me and you have faith, but yet unbelief was stricken me down. He had all these things to remind me of what I've done wrong, but his hands were still stretched out to me. So even to fast forward to today, and I think about, uh, I look out and I see, you know, hear all the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus, um, no matter how we have not worshipped him, no matter how we have turned our back, how we have made idols out of things in our life, whether it's money, whether it's people, whether it's homes, careers, whatever we have done, he's still now given us the opportunity to repent and to be better, to come out of those things. So even in the mix of all this, instead of just looking at this out of fear, looking at this as something to just to play with, Repent for those things that you know you're doing. This is our repentance time. It's time for us to repent for the things that we've done. Me, myself, I don't even like to wait, lay down at night without repenting um, for things I might have said, did, done, didn't do. Because sometimes I'm so busy during the day and God may be trying to pull me aside and I I don't listen. I, I, I'm too busy to sit down right then. So, I'm I'm being disobedient when he calls me and I don't do what he says. So I repent for all things. 
So I'm not saying like I'm telling you guys to repent for like I do nothing wrong because I'm not perfect. And I thank God for that because if I felt like I was perfect, then there would be no room for God in my life. So I thank God that I'm not perfect. And I thank God that through all whatever I've been through, that today I still have that mind to serve him. And I'm not going to lie, you know, um, I haven't had my moments of 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 the enemy trying to enter me with fear because this coronavirus thing is like like I said one day I was at work and people was making jokes and people would cough and people would say hey hey you get away from me with that to the next day my job being closed down and from there at that time we only had maybe a couple of cases not even a two digit number to now we're in a three digit no actually we're in the four digit five digit number you know um well four digit number um of cases it have grown so so much and when you are spiritually inclined you know that there's more that's coming and sometime I had this conversation with a friend a long time ago. I was like, I don't understand why when God give me something, he give me things, uh, show me something. It don't seem like they're good stuff. It's always warning or letting you know judgment is coming. And, and I, for a long time, I, I fought it because I'm like, I don't want to be people think I'm neg- negative Betty in the spirit realm. But I'm letting you not guys know it's going to get worse before it get better. I know the president trying to tell us that, you know, by Easter, you know, things will go back. No, it's going to get worse before it get better. This is the time that we really need to um, be real soldiers in the army of God for real and put our armor on. This is not the time to be resting. This is not the time to be, you know, um, playing are looking like saints or acting like saints, but it is really time to be saints. It's really time to put on that armor. It's really time for the watchman to get on the wall and stay and sound the trumpet when needed. The enemy is really moving around and he's he's not gonna win. And that's the thing. Like I know he's not gonna win. But even though he's not going to win, Think about all the casualties and all the stuff that people are enduring now. The depressions, how how is um, hitting people household? Um, how you know people feel like giving up and just all kinds of things. In the meantime, those things that God is always present help for. So we need to get on our job, on our post, and we need to be calling out this country name before God. We need to be calling out this world name before God. We need to be calling out our family, our community. We need to be calling out our government um, before God. And this is not something I'm telling you because to cause fear. Because it's not how God works. He do not tell us things to have us scared. He tells us things to have us prepared. The enemy come to bring fear, but God come to bring fate. He come to bring protection, joy, love, you know. So 
if you are one of those people who have been sitting back and and a lot of people of Christ, I know they've been feeling the unction, the burden, the burden to pray and the the um the shift. Even walking outside, I it feels different. Like something is different. Um and even, you know, over the last couple of nights it's really gotten bad. Even in, you know, I have said that in my sleep, you know, being attacked in my sleep, um, spiritually being attacked, um, is is here. Regardless if we want to act like it's not, and it's not a big deal, it is. We can focus on these stimulus checks. We can fo- focus on, you know, it's in other places, this coronavirus in other places not here. We can focus on all these things, guys, but... The trumpet have really already been sound. And it's letting us know that the enemy is coming. And he's he's looking to destroy, kill and destroy. Whether it's you physically or whether it's your faith, whether it's your belief in God, whether it's your, uh, your love for yourself or your family or whatever it may be, he's looking to do it. If he can take your mind, then he know he can take you. So I want to encourage you to get back on your post. Get on your post. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is no other name that's greater than your name, God. I worship you today, oh God. I worship you forevermore. For you deserve. It is due to you. When something is due to you, you give it. So today, just give God worship. I know it don't make sense to worship and praise and lift your hands up. When, and when we look around and we see so much going on, you know, what we're facing, what the United States facing, what these other countries are facing. But there's something about a worship that brings down the glory of God. It's like when you hear your pastor say on, on Sunday morning, when praises go up. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, blessings come down. So on today, praise God, praise him for he is worthy to be praised. Don't let fear consume you in this hour. This is what you have been training for, saints, to fight. Pray fast. Be have that ear to hear what God is saying, no eyes to see what God is showing in this hour. This is not the time to fold up and to become worried about your your bills or what what this is going on, that is going on. But it's time to get inclined with the Holy Spirit. It's time for God's will to be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. It's time for us to pull on the heavens. It's time for us to petition the heavens for God's glory. It is that time, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We worship your name, Jesus. 
for each and every person, oh God, that is struggling in this hour. To hear what you're saying, oh God, open their ears so they may hear you. Open their eyes that they may see, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I bind every every spirit of fear that has plagued your children, oh God. In the name of Jesus, you said whatever we bind on earth, that it will be bind in the heavens. So on today, I bind fear. We shall go forward. We shall fight. We shall fight. Hallelujah. Fight in faith. Fight in victory. In prayer. Hallelujah, Jesus. And even if we can't touch each other and visit each other in our homes, oh God, we touch in the spirit. By prayer, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, oh God. Clothe us, oh God, in a praise that we shall praise you in the mix of every, everything that's going on. In the mix of all what we see, what we are at, oh God, that we shall praise you for you are worthy to be praised, oh God. We thank you now, oh God, that you are on the job, oh God, that angels are working on our behalf of our households. That you are covering, that you are a fence around us, oh God. That you are God. You are Alpha and Omega. You have already taken this thing and you have already brought us out, oh God. That we don't have to. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk. I truly thank you guys for listening. Um, you are appreciated. I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about the goodness of God. So until next time. Know that God loves you. He really, really, truly, truly do. Yes, it's the best part for me. He really, truly, truly do. And you're never too low for him to do what? To grab you. Until next time, peace, love, and God. Oh, how did I forget? I love you too. Like, hold up, hold up. I messed that up. I got to do this over. So this is something. I never re-record my podcast. So I want to repeat this. The enemy can't get this. God loves you. He really, really do. And you're never too low for him to grab you. And guess what? I love you too. As always, peace, love, and God.